0: Open up the gate, let him out. You sure? He's not ready. Go on, let him out.
1: He's just a man, Peter. Only another (laughs) man. everybody, welcome to another edition of Contender Reviews featuring the Gone With the Wind panel. And yes, we have the full panel here today. Today's topic is going to be The Power of the Dog, the critical acclaimed film from Jane Campion, the one that's been getting a lot of Oscar buzz, uh, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, Cody Smith-McPhee, Jesse Plemons, Thomas and McKenzie, and some other, well she's in a little bit part, a little very small part, but a majority I knew of other was characters.
2: She... Sorry, and oh, it... was like, is she...
1: Sorry. Yes. Sorry. I was excited. A- a- I noticed. A- yes. The synopsis <laughs> reads, a domineering rancher responds with mocking cruelty when his brother brings home a new wife and her son until the unexpected comes to pass. What is the unexpected? We'll find out in a second. But first, let me introduce our panelist to discuss this rather you know, shocking and really deep film. You've heard him. Yes, he is here.
2: Abe, hello there. Sorry for interrupting, cause I was thinking about is, is she is that Thomas and McKenzie, and she was. It was. She's like, in for fact, three seconds. Right? Yeah, R- roughly. Yeah,
1: she's in there for bit parts. She this is feels like the Thomas and McKenzie before she. I don't know. This is definitely before she got the last night in Soho gig. We'll say that. And also here we have uh, Malcolm. The power of the log lay.
3: <laughs> I'm just excited to be here.
1: I'm glad we were able to talk about a New Zealand uh, staple in Jane Campion. I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on a film uh, by by her. Because she is she's from New Zealand, right?
3: Yeah. Perfect. So I is Thomas McKenzie. <laughs> yeah,
1: there you go. I think that's it, though. Um No one else is. It's just them. All right. So, Dan, he's also here. Yeah. Perfect. I love the I love the the abruptness of that nature because I know we have a limited amount of time. Because Dan, you got to go to work in another hour or two or so, or whatnot. And then Abe, you got to get going in about thirty minutes. And Malcolm, you have the whole day ahead of you, sort of. You're about. Is it what time is it? Uh, half the day. Half the day ahead of you. Perfect. All right. So, the power of the dog. This is an Oscar front runner, something that really has been in the top of everyone's tongue. This western drama from. Uh, Jane Campion, who was nominated for The Piano uh, back in the 90s, and she has come back again to the Oscar table with something that has been getting rapturous applause when I mean, it's premiered in almost every single festival this year. At least it's felt like it's been almost every festival that it's come across, but it's sitting at a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes and 88% on Metacritic. It is one of the most highly regarded films of the year so far. And Netflix has it in its ball. The creators of movies like uh, Roma, other one of its first Oscar contenders, *Beast of No Nation*. It has had a plethora of films, and this year, could it possibly get the best picture? We'll see. But first, let's talk about the film in and of itself. This is a film that is slow and methodical, as people have said. Some people find it boring. So, Abe, I'm gonna talk to you. Do you
2: did you find *The Power of the Dog* boring? I was not bored. I was smart man. <laughs> No, I was kind of fascinating by it for a really long time through a film. Like, what what's happening here? Because I I feel what it, what it, what Jane Campion was trying to do. Because the performances are great. I love Benedict Cumberbatch in the role. I love yes. the way he he plays this masculine with some uh shadows of something else. Which is pretty obvious when you watch the film. Yeah. Uh, also, J.C. Plemons, Chris, everybody's fantastic. I'm hearing myself. Sorry,
1: you are. No, oh, that hey, you can do what you need to do. But I no, I do agree. Benedict Cumberbatch does this thing where he hides his the, his scarred past and his suppressed sexuality that he had that he has um, through this toxic masculinity, through this like very almost devil may care attitude. Um, he's been hiding that, and it kind of comes. Out and through a multitude of other reasons it feels like he has a strained relationship with his brother with his family it feels like he's a very complex character that i don't think one thing can i don't think we can pinpoint one thing in relation to his why he's acting the way that he is i feel like it's a multitude of reasons and a very multifaceted character in phil burbank would you agree abe Uh,
2: i totally agree with you and i think he's doing well i think we're going to he's doing what happened to him to somebody else which is uh what's the name of the actress? Sorry, I told you because I was thinking of his name the whole day. Uh, to Kristen Dunst, That little no. To Cody, Cody Smith Smith McPhee? McPhee. McPhee. Oh, yeah, to yes. Peter. That's his name, Peter, in the film. I think I think you can sense that because he always, he's talking about Bronco. What's the name, Bronco Bill? Bronco Henry. Bronco Henry, like he's a Bronco, Bronco Henry to he's bronco henry to mcphee's character or something like that like he's trying like that kind of relationship with the thing is explored, and i found it fascinating in that sense like you see the undertones of the film that you have to really pay attention to it like honestly i had to watch some reviews read some reviews because I, i i thought at the first i was not like i was not gasping the whole idea of the film
1: Mm. so one of the things i really enjoyed about that movie is the fact that it feels once you watch it it's like wait a minute you can, this is a very rewatchable movie not in the sense of it's rewatchable because of entertainment but because you can get so much out of it after rewatch like there's so much there uh malcolm is this a movie you feel like you're going to be able to uh, uh first off did you did you like this film and do you feel like this is a movie you can watch back and find new things that fit the whole narrative
3: yeah i mean like, this is a movie I really, I did enjoy. Um, and, like, this is one that, um, because at the moment I've got, it's still on in, in theatres for me. So, I, I mean, I'm considering if, I've got, if I have the money to maybe go see it in a, in, in, on the big screen if I can. Oh, yeah, um, great. But it's it's definitely one of those ones. because um, so I'm not going to lie, the first time I watched it, I was really distracted because knowing it was filmed in New Zealand and it's like, and knowing it was supposed to be somewhere in Montana um, as a setting, it was really attractive. because, like, this was one of those ones, it was literally sort of filmed sort of in my backyard close. It was actually in, filmed in the city where I actually live. So it's like, when it was being formed, I was, I was considering um, going down to the railroad I try and meet Benedict in and Kirsten and that. But, yeah, I, mean, awesome. uh, I, I didn't because I, I forgot it was being filmed, and by the time um, there was a chance it was just finished filming by then, but um, but yeah, I mean, this is a good movie. I mean, it's one of those ones I don't remember a lot about, and I I I did actually intend to rewatch before this, but then I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, no,
1: that's yeah, this is a movie that again, I would encourage if you get the chance to see it, like I would, well, when we get the chance because it's very hard to rewatch films, I've noticed, especially um with just so many coming out around this this time but i would encourage you to get a chance to see it uh dan i know some of your thoughts about the power of the dog tell me what were your general uh, uh takings uh from this uh film by jane campion i mean the toxic masculinity and the
0: mentorship just really kind of uh came to the forefront here in a similar way to um there will be blood um You know, you could really quantify that performance between Benedict Cumberbatch and Daniel Day Lewis from There Will Be Blood to This, and how he treats Paul Dano and how he treats Cody Smith McPhee. And then you got these other performances that are going on, like with Kristen Dunst, and she's like this alcoholic woman who's just kind of like just really lost in, in this whole kind of thing and she doesn't know up from down right from wrong sometimes she doesn't know what she do. she thinks something's going on between the two of them and then all of a sudden she's she, she's so lost in her own world you know and then she just kind of sets him off by giving away the um what was it the pelts
1: yes it was the pelts
0: yeah the pelts and and, and that just set this whole thing off and it was like, okay, here we go. But then you just got this Cody Smith McPhee character. And you you, you don't know what what, what what he's doing. You don't know what world he's in. And it's it just, it just like confusing in a good way because you don't get the final kind of what's going on until the end of the movie. And it's really good. These people are really kind of playing it close to their hand, their, their hand close to the, their vest here, but Campion really gets out what she has to do via the script and, and whatnot. And of course, you know, you have breathtaking cinematography of New Zealand oh. setting in for Montana. So and, good. And if you want to see Montana on screen, I recommend arrival. Uh, there's a lot of Montana in arrival. So, um, so, so, New Zealand. A lot of filmmakers, P- Peter Jackson, Jane Camp, are going to New Zealand for things because they have a natural, uh, you know, aesthetic to them that the United States. You can't find a lot of that anymore in the United States. There's buildings and cities and whatnot everywhere. So it's hard to find really nice rustic uh, places that can that can fill in for Western places. I mean, slow West. A few years ago, was filmed there as well, Uh, filmed with uh, Cody Smith-McPhee and Michael Fassbender. So there you go. There's a deal there. But, um, yeah, I I mean, I thought this movie was great. I I really want to read the book now because I just feel like I want to see what the book says in it, that maybe it's a different interpretation in the movie or whatever, because I really think the wording of things in the book might be interesting to to, to delve into
1: one of the things that really stood out to me personally, and I'm not sure about for y'all, um, it felt like every single frame in this film from Jane Campion, because to me the highlight is Benedict Cumberbatch's performance and the direction. Um, the direction is very n- noticeable but also it blends in with the film if that makes any sense whatsoever it's like this nice dichotomy between an artist's vision but also a story kind of going its way like going its way about and kind of blending into the actors and the the, the screenplay like dude is a director's film it is something that, that while the screenplay is really good it's the direction that kind of brings it all together and Jane Campion who wrote and directed this, has her thumbprints everywhere and all around this. Every shot is intentional. The way he kind of caresses the rope or caresses the saddle—it's implying like very um, um, some very questionable images. When you first see this, it's like, okay, what is this going about? And then you, by the time you get to the end, you're understanding the scope of what's going on because you're. Th- burbank is a um uh, is an enigmatic character he's kind of a rough rider someone not the actual historical rough rider but like he's a he's a cowboy at his heart who refuses to take a shower he's not like his brother who you can tell a really strained relationship before she even came into his life and by she kirsten dunst character who is it um uh what's her name it's um uh, rose rose no Rose. Before Rose came into the picture and George kind of um, which had a really touching scene, the like the it's just so nice to not be alone. That entire scene is so yeah. sweet and so cute. Um but I think it's a really good job of her trying to bring this vision to life as someone who's never heard of the book, just to see exactly her telling the story that I didn't think I would love, but she just has this beautiful marriage of production, of cinematography, of screenplay, of actors, of sound, the sound immaculate, through, through, and through. Abe, do you think when you're looking back at this film, is there anyone in particular, or any scene, any pro- aspect of it that really sticks out to you?
2: Uh Can we spoil a movie? Yes. Completely spoilers. Okay. The way Benedict Cumberbatch character dies, because I watched a video for it that explains yes. it. Like, There's a reason... That happens. It was planned yes. by McPhee's character.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: that truly blew my mind away. Like, damn. <laughs> this well, kid knows what he's doing and he's smart and, and he's set up from the beginning. hmm And I think those are the nuances that he, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say because he
1: said, said I was gonna well what I was just gonna say is like he says like am um, what am I if I can't protect my mother or something along those lines. So go ahead. That's kind of like a little hint what's going to come yeah it
2: it. it goes to nuances uh the answers are there there are no questions they leave you questions because you're not paying full attention maybe you're checking your phone maybe you're something but all the answers for the things that happen in the film are there and it's what finds it fascinating like when i i told you guys last i think last week on the show like i was not in awe by it like i was like okay this is pretty good but i started questioning like well this happens so what why is it so great and I started, you know, reading to to understand better what, what I was missing. And I started to making connections, remembering the film and thinking, oh, so that's why she's doing that. So that's where oh, oh, I missed that part that gives you the answer for that, what was happening there. So it's it's just this film that you can rewatch several times, I think. And it's not boring at all. Like, like you're just there. I watched it after work and usually came in eat and go to sleep but I watched like the whole movie after because I was fascinated like a like Jane Campion's direction that visuals he puts on screen like the you were you guys were talking about it, about the New Zealand playing us like Montana and the the score I love the score so much also but like to answer your question finally I, mean, I don't think there's yes. a particular scene I can tell you but like I think the whole film was plays beautifully to have a product I cannot show you a scene because everything is so settled. Like there's no big scene. There's no there's some scenes like with Kristen Downs when she explodes or something. There's no it's just quiet, calm, but something it's always happening. And that's what I think makes it fascinating. Mm. And great.
1: I, I agree there is some just beautiful direction that is there is no. You're right, but there's no particular scene. There is no. I mean, there's a lot of scenes, but they're all great. It's it's hard to be like I. There's the editing in here is great. It's paced really well. At first, I wasn't sure about the chapters, but as we kept going, each chapter kind of like unraveled a little bit. It's like opening a present, opening a box, a little gift. Each one was a new gift, and it's like, oh, okay, this adds to this one. This adds to this one. It's like one of those little, is those Russian dolls, where it's like a where you take one out and it's something else. Is that what it's called?
2: Yes. It is? Okay. Well, it's like a it's Russian. Called Matruska. Oh.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll say that. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Abe. So, Dan, this film, is, as Abe was saying, is a film that you can go back and has infinitely re- rewatchability because there are so many things you can pick up on it and that the answers are all there. So, from that point, there are so many great little moments in each individual scene from the screenplay standpoint, just how did you feel like when the screenplay came together, especially with something like the chapters, as I was mentioning, how did you feel like that all came together um, with telling the story that she had?
0: Yeah. I love that chapters uh, the where they did it with the chapters, but yeah, it's just a little th- like he's at the table doing the, the flowers, you know, he's at the, t- he's studying, you know, little he's things in the now. woods, picking things in the so there's like like Abe said, there, all these little things of what Cody Smith McPhee's character is doing is there in the script. It's in on in the film, you just got to pay attention to what he's doing, and then you'll start putting the pieces together. But the yeah, the, I love I love films that do things in, in segments like that because it's I've watched a couple films this this year that have been like that, you know. Um, worst person in the world is like that as well. With twelve segments, um, yeah, and and there's a there's a crazy. Well, yeah, there's twelve segments. They go uh, quick. They go relatively. quick There's one that's a kind of uh, a crazy segment. There's one that's kind of a crazy, like like eight or nine in worst person in the world is wild. But um, yeah, the the segments are great, and you get to know about the story through the segments. So where the story is going in a, in a, in a way is through the segments. So that's kind of cool.
1: Now, Malcolm, because this was set in New Zealand, um, I got to ask, how did the visuals look from a visual standpoint? There were a lot of great, like crane shots or maybe drone. I'm not sure exactly. How did you feel from a visual standpoint? Like, what did you, what was the vibe you got?
3: Visually, this looked, um, incredible. I mean, this is like, I don't often say that something's a lot for anything because I, um, I've been co- looking at talking, look, looking at the Oscars so much that nothing is ever truly a lot. True. Um, but if the Power of the Dog does not get nominated for cinematography, uh, I think there's something wrong. There. <laughs> I <laughs> um, agree. It, it was just one of those um, good-looking movies, and I was just actually just quickly <laughs> looking up to see sort of um, Power Dog just before and. Um, and Jane Cabin actually got the silver line for best direction from Venice for this movie. <laughs> um and um and only one other um person that's won that has gone on to be nominated at the Oscars for it. Do you know who that is? No, I actually don't. Um, Scorsese for Goodfellas is the only other person to have been nominated for to have won the silver line for best Direction at Venice and Gone on to be nominated in the best director category, all the other ones have not. <laughs> wow, that's a weird yeah. stat. Nomad yeah. Land didn't
1: win, or well, it probably wasn't at Venice, I'm guessing. Maybe because I what know... was
3: that
1: Nomad Land did it win? Venice? Um,
3: no, um,
1: I had that because... up
3: before. I'll get that back up.
1: No, you're fine while well, you get that back up. It's weird because I know it, it, that swept the prizes. Um, so that, that's what I thought was really interesting.
3: Um yeah. Bye. So the person who got um, the silver line for director last year um, at Venice was, mean um, I'm going to butcher this name, Kiyoshi Kurosawa for "Wife of, of a Spy." Huh.
1: Interesting. I learned. Beautiful to- movie, uh, by the way, "Wife of a Spy." Oh, you saw it. Oh yeah. Nice. Beautiful movie. So uh, we lost Abe, but uh, what I want to ask. You had mentioned the cinematography. I feel like it's it's a, almost a shoe in to, to be nominated at the very least. But one thing that I can't speak enough of, and I've already spoken a lot of it, is just the visual language that sh- that she that Jane Campion uses. Like it's it's the sound ma- married with the production design, performances aside. With like one thing that'll always stick with me is that shot. That is, you know, um, uh, when you're looking down the stairs and she's playing the piano and you just hear him whistling and playing the banjo, it's ominous. It's kind of foreboding and the tension is rising. You know nothing's going to happen. Well, well, you hope nothing's going to happen, but it just kind of adds to that sense of dread. And the way that she's framed is just kind of like this really, really small, like right in this little hole in the in the in the staircase it's little things like that that just kind of build this tension of like this, this character is a foreboding presence. And Dan, you had mentioned prior that uh, she's thinking, Oh no, they might be involved. I just think that with her and her son, I think she's more like, I don't want you to be near him because she's terrified of him. And she goes into the alcoholism because I'm, Pretty sure that her, that's what her husband did. Like literally, that's the same thing her husband did. She fell into that trap because she was so terrified. And that scene where they were at the dinner table, and she has that anxiety of like, I'm not ready to to play. That was so cringe worthy. Not from any sense of like it was bad or any sense of like, oh Lord, uh, this is not good. It's because uh, the tension was so palpable. You could have cut it with a knife. It was just all over you. That claustrophobia. And you could feel what Kristen Dunst, and I feel like she did a phenomenal job. And when she got to, yes, she took to drink a lot more when her son arrived, I've noticed. And that's when Cody Smith-McPhee, when Jesse Plemons left, his part really came into play. But she became an extension of him, and he... She drove him to do what he needed to do, and it was like I feel like with what she had, she's a lot more. She's not just a alcoholic. She is a woman who is broken and has not, doesn't have much to offer the world other than the love that she has to give and the protection of her son. And she feel I think she feels like when she sees them going, she's like, no, no, let them come back. And Jessica character is like, oh no, they're gonna do their thing. But in the end of the day, Cody Smith-McPhee does a really great job of conveying this, this, um, this coldness, like. Y'all remember the the way he does his comb, like that sound work is is great. Well, yeah,
0: and that's I, I, I meant to mention, but I forgot the score. The whistling leads right into the score, and is the whistling part of the score is mm-hmm. the comb is the comb part of the score, things like that that really add to that score that add to the dread of this whole thing that's going on. It's just such foreboding, like you said and it's just so dreadful that that dang whistling and the in the cone you know that 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 cone you know those sounds are just they so, yeah i mean the, you got you got to give credit to the people that put that all together along with the score because it would just just fits so well and it really
1: brings out that dread
0: that you're seeing there you you're like what the heck is going on here
1: yeah and for malcolm did you ever get the feeling of uh did you ever feel that tension in any of the scenes like you felt oh i'm uncomfortable during this scene or you're like okay what's going to happen did you feel any of that tension that she was conveying through the script in the direction
3: i didn't really but in saying that it, um as i said earlier i don't quote the movie either uh but it's just one of those ones that i i wanted to rewatch watch this before this but i just went out of time but but yeah, I mean, like there definitely was tension there, like I, I could feel it, and I think once I, I, think once I said it again, and maybe if I go it in the cinema, then I'll have no distractions. And um, but yeah.
1: So I want to talk about the character of Phil Burbank for a second, who Benedict Cumberbatch does an amazing job. And I mean, at this point, again, you said Malcolm, you don't want to use the word lock, but I think he's a lock for. A nomination for actor i think we can confidently say that at this point whether he's going to win that's up in the air it's not looking too hot but it's it looks to be the case like he is such a very phil burbank is an incredibly fascinating individual a very multi-layered individual where i just want to kind of know more about him because he obviously and been suppressing the feelings that he's felt for so long not because it's unspoken like no one wants to talk about that what he has been conveying and whoever this bronco henry was helped bud that and you can tell it was a very uh, it may may not have been the healthiest of relationships that he had with bronco henry and i don't know if he's grooming cody smith mcphee or what he's doing of like you know his character the character of peter or if it's more along the lines of just like he's genuinely feeling like a connection um I, I i don't know um and it's a lot of mysteries but again of uh, a lot of rewatches maybe something else can be gotten out of it dan what did you think about the character of uh the performance of it at cumberbatch and the character of phil burbank
0: yeah you know i, I made the comparison of daniel plainview earlier i mean it's just so similar to daniel plainview uh in in my opinion just the movies seem a lot very similar in a way, you know, uh, obviously you, you can see the distinctive styles of the directors are completely different. Ta- Paul Thomas Anderson, oh, yes. and Campion, you know, um, and then, you know, he, the, we, we've seen that toxic masculinity before in films. And it's, just, and it's, and it's interesting to see different actors give this kind of a try because hmm. it's, you have to be bigger than life. You have to be so forbidding and so controlling and so just over the top in a way, but Cumberbatch does it a little bit more understated. Yeah, we get those moments of just over the top anger when the pelts are given to the Indians, the Native Native Americans, I should say. Mm-hmm. He goes nuts, but there are a lot. This that and he, even though he's picking on. At the at the table with with the guy, you know, in the re- it's not like it's like crazy, like he's Cumberbatch does it in a little bit different way, and 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 those kinds of moments show the range of the character, but also show him as where he can go to those lengths that he needs to go, but also play it kind of in the tender moments where. He's taking him out with, the, showing him the horse, showing him how to ride the horse, and mm-hmm. this, and that, you know. But then we also seen how he treated the horse when Smith Maffei's character wasn't around. Not, we're not saying any animals were not harmed in the making of this movie, mm-hmm. uh, but yes. he treats the horse pretty bad at at one point. He does. But then when he's trying to teach the horse how to, uh, or Cody Smith feed, how to ride it, it's a different. He he kind of, babies the horse a little bit. He tries to get the horse to calm down so so he can ride it and get on it and then learn how to ride you know but uh yeah i mean cumberbatch i mean look i will tell you this if it wasn't for the fact that will smith has been doing this for 30 almost what since the mid 80s till now and and this is basically his turn Mm -hmm. i would say you could almost guarantee cumberbatch is going to win and it's, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, those type of things, these popularity type of co- contest type of things happen with the academy, which you can you can't do anything about it. It happens. Cumberbatch is going to get his turn, and when it's his time, he's gonna it's going to happen because the guy is just too good. Every year he's playing. Oh young. yeah, he was in like Malcolm said earlier, uh, Lewis Wayne. You know, the Electric Life of Lewis Wayne. He's played multiple. Dip- he was in the Courier earlier this year. Uh, I mean, so he's he's going to get his time in the sun, and, and it's sad that it's not this year because Will Smith—it's just his turn, at, as, as they say. Yeah, you know, the horse use a horse analogy—it's his turn at the trough. Uh so nice. And, and I and, and and I love I am I absolutely love what he did with this character and the nuance and the angry the the not angry the the subtleness. He- he does so much with the
1: character, which is
0: probably in the script.
1: Again, it's another. It's a great, it's a great script, great and he. Script. It's a great marriage between actor and script. And I'll add, he's not like Daniel Plainview in the sense that Daniel Plainview had those really moments of really like high emotion. He went through, fluctuated through that. He kind of keeps the same emotion all throughout Benedict Cumberbatch, and it's just kind of telling the feelings that yeah, you know, that he is having like his even when he's happy he's kind of subdued even when he's angry he's he's not really like what when he again when the pellets are sold he doesn't even sell he doesn't even he never sells them because he has the power and he keeps that power because he can do it which i think is another great example of the 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 idea of like why do any of us do anything is because we have the power to do it we have the power of the dog (gasps) what
0: now we Um, know where the title comes from
1: I mean, I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of meaning behind the title, and I feel like I can go back and get something different from each title. Um, Malcolm, but I want to add and bring you into this question of um, Benedict Cumberbatch. What are your thoughts upon Mr. Cumberbatch? And don't get me wrong, I'm okay with Will Smith winning. It's another amazing performance. I'm okay with him winning the Oscar. I think I like Benedict Cumberbatch more. Um, Malcolm, what are your thoughts on his performance?
3: Yeah, I mean... Like, with not being able to see King Richard, I can't really truly judge Ben-Dick against... Um, of course, yes. Against, against Will Smith is all I've got is the trailers. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really like ben in this. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, I hope to see, like, Ben-Dick come back to being nominated three times for all his movies he did. This year. <laughs> oh, yeah, The Courier, well, yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> Some supporting actor,
0: <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch it's has had a year. good
3: year. Will Smith
0: has had a good year, though, too. He's got his Natural Geographic show, he's got his book out. I mean, he's
1: he's
3: having oh, a good yeah. year. I could definitely see Benedict um winning, but I think all the buzz is behind Will Smith. Um, and honestly, um, I'd like to see one of those like shocking moments like when it was like i oh, yeah, Glenn close is going to definitely win for the wife and then um
0: uh, yeah
3: what's your name comes out of nowhere is like
0: Olivia oh. Coleman we had this a bit of this discussion on that last episode gone yeah. with the
1: one we did we did um and that's a greater discussion when we actually get the bigger um when the nominations happen cuz the critics are tomorrow when we're recording this so i'm curious to see how that's going to transpire and if will smith can keep his Keep his momentum because I feel like Cumberbatch has won a lot of critics' uh, critics' um, performances.
0: And I will tell you this, man. We, we we were talking with Daniel about this. If things start rolling, if the ball starts rolling for Cumberbatch, like like, oh, there could be a crazy swing that nobody saw coming because a lot of times these early reactions and these early kind of. Having someone yeah. like Will Smith out front early, can he w- stay out front? Can that horse stay out front, or
1: can one of them horses come from the back and come and catch him at the last? I, at, I at, see at, what you're doing. A I mean, nose, I just make a, a comment, huh? Your horse, your horse analogy. I see what you're doing. You know, hey, the Cumberbatch could win by a nose, bro. <laughs> a horse hair, perhaps.
3: But yeah, I mean, I think because so I think if um Will Smith like starts missing out on some big ones like the SAG and as much as I hate to um, use them, as the Globes if Will Smith misses out on that, um even though the Globes are there, they're just they're, they're, they're just still, They're just happy to still be talked about, but you are not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that too with
0: Daniel.
1: Yes, it's it's um, about to say it's it's they're just happy to be in the conversation. Uh good press or bad what's it? No press is I don't know what the saying is, it's about um, good press. No any
0: no press, press is better bad. than no press.
3: Yeah, thank Some you. No
0: press is better than no press,
3: or I don't know. Something like that. And I mean not that I, I expect um will be nominated for BAFTA, but if he misses it on that, that could be really interesting. Because um, he... look just look at last year with um Hopkins.
1: Now I'm curious. Has Will Smith been nominated for a BAFTA? Like, do they go for Ali in The Pursuit of Happiness? Um, I will quickly look it up. I got it. Wait. I'm about to find out right now. Oh, wait. No way. He has not been nominated for a BAFTA, Will Smith. Huh. You know who else? Wow. That's, uh... uh, He's been nominated for Ali in The Pursuit of Happiness, but not... (laughs) For a Bafta, interesting.
3: I mean, in saying that, um, they do tend to swing towards the British um, people a lot more. This is true,
1: um, but also, like, apparently, you know, uh, uh neither Denzel. Remember, Denzel Washington's never been nominated for a. Um, he's never been nominated for a um, uh, a Bafta. So if he doesn't get in for the the, the for playing in a Shakespeare production. I don't think he's ever going to get in for Denzel Washington. But that's not neither here nor there. Benedict Cumberbatch is in for a nomination for the BAFTA and all that stuff. I think that's for certain. And I think, I don't know, but you're right. That's a good point. I'm not sure if he'll get in Will Smith for the BAFTAs because they obviously don't seem to have any urgency in getting him a a, a, a win um, or even a nomination for that matter.
3: But yeah. To salt in the room, Benedict Cumberbatch has been nominated for a few BAFTAs.
1: Yes. Yes, he has.
3: But TV, right? Um, no, uh, he was nominated for the Imitation Game. Uh, um oh, in the okay. full ones. He's been nominated for a lot of the, the television ones because he was nominated for like Sherlock, Richard the Third, True, Patrick Melrose, Hawking, and something called Small Island. Um, only one of those things I've actually heard about.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what Small Island is. That's a learn something new apparently. Hmm.
0: Well, what um, do you call it? Um, yeah, well, that was the year he got in. Temp- Everybody, he got in for an in- Imitation Game everywhere. Um, but Malcolm, I mean,
1: every he got all the nominations for that. He did. He absolutely did. Um, So uh, uh, what do y'all foresee this? We're going to ask about the Oscar chances for a little bit now. Well, before we do that, any final thoughts, Dan, you have on the power of the dog and kind of like, you know, everyone in general, uh, the performances, the production, the direction, the writing, anything? No, I mean,
0: it's just I think Johnny Greenwood, it might be a two-time nominee this year with the score. Uh, this guy's had—he's actually done the score for three films, but I think he's only going to get in um, two for, for *Spencer* and um, *Power of the Dog*. And they're amazing, amazing, amazing scores, and they're so memorable when you watch when you watch the uh, yeah. the films that these scores are in. And it's it's like okay. Where the heck did Johnny Greenwood come from? I mean, I haven't seen, I don't remember much of anything from him uh, before this year, you know? And then he's having such a great year. So it's kind of nice to see that for a, a composer
1: because we kind of get the usual suspects with composers, you know? Well, don't forget, like he did uh, There Will Be Blood. He did the score for There Will Be ironic Blood. That. How ironic I know, that. right? um it's very ironic uh but I remember he was also um uh he was the lead guitarist and keyboardist for radiohead so oh, he actually really? uh, yeah so um uh, um he, he was one of the writers of creep that fav- the, that famous song oh, so okay re- we didn't see that it's like trent Reznor and atticus ross someone from a band going to be a film composer I'm, I'm excited to see what more he can do but i think if, if he doesn't get in for spencer like i think this one at least is a nomin is, is a is a surefire nomination if not a win unless something happens to Hans zimmer knock on wood nothing does
0: yeah i mean Hans zimmer is great in 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 dune his is uh, oh, so good his, um his his score in dune is great but uh mm-hmm. i think johnny greenwood's gonna win I think one of the two scores from either oh. Spencer or Power of the Dog. I think he's the winner this year. Look, Lic- his Licorice Pizza score is good. It's, I mean, he's involved in the Licorice Pizza score as well. Or, no, 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 Belfast, Belfast, right? I don't know.
3: No, no, I'll no, check. no,
0: no, not Belfast, not Belfast. Licorice Pizza, okay, and Power of the Dog. That no, sounds right. Belfast is um, Van uh, Morrison. Van Morrison. That's it. That's it. That's exactly it. There Is you go. The band?
3: <laughs> I think so. Right. The band Van Morrison scored Belfast. Yep. That- uh,
0: I think so. And, yeah. and the, um, he does all the, the songs. His songs are in it as well. His songs are in it because they use one of his songs and then he ends up getting involved with the composing of it. Um. So, yeah, Johnny Greenwood, I, I feel like it's his year. To to lose the Oscar, I really do. I just feel like wow. John Greenwood's year to lose, and he the the way he uses the piano, the whistling, the comb, and all that stuff. I think as close of a lock as as you say, like for nominations. I mean, obviously, cinematography is probably a lock. Jane Campion's probably a lock for, for, for uh, adapted screenplay. But, I mean, Johnny Green would – might be a lock to win the Oscar. And that's how, that's how much – I don't know I'm going to go. I think he's, he's got a shot at it. He's got a shot at it. You
3: know what I mean?
1: No, I agree 100%. He absolutely does. Um, what about for you, Malcolm? What are your final thoughts on Belfast?
3: Belfast? Uh, wow now power we're talking about mind.
1: belfast yeah you know belfast what's your thoughts on it no power of the dog
3: well my thoughts on belfast is i wish we would hurry up and come to new zealand um, oh, there you go okay <laughs> um but my thoughts on power of the dog um yeah i mean like it, i i i it's a terrible movie i'm probably going it's probably going to be one of the few netflix movies i'm probably going to rewatch. um at times um but yeah, like as for um, like Oscar chances, um, I think it's it's definitely got a it's a few. I'd I mean, I'd say potentially about five or maybe even seven Oscars nominations. Um, just because there's like it's, there's probably got a lot of like below the line things that they'll probably get nominated for. Like yeah. above the line, I I'm probably seeing maybe Pitcher and Benedict Cumberbatch and maybe even directors i mean i'd like to see see Jay Cameron get in for director because um, i love that there's i mean it's one of those ones like um i i mean like personally i want to see more female more more women get nominated for best director because like if you look at go back to best of Rec, it's like there was uh, um i think at this point we're at seven nominated females now because last year there we got uh two of eight. Yeah, we got two added and before before that it was five so yeah seven so I'd like to see that more because I mean it's one of those ones that when it comes to female directors there's a lot of them out there that people would never heard of just because they only they're not really that big named um which is a shame to be honest but I definitely would want to see a, a director and I think there's probably about three above the line ones, maybe four or five um, below the lines. I think Power Dog has a chance of getting in there, four. Yeah, I mean, above the line, yeah, you know, your mm-hmm. best
0: picture, best director, best actor, probably best actress, and possibly Supporting best actress. Supporting... Oh, supporting actress. Yes. Best supporting actress and best supporting actress. You're looking five above the line mm-hmm. categories, and then below, you're looking at score, cinematography... So that's seven right there. Where would you would you do editing? Would you do uh, sound? Would you do any of those, Manning? I mean,
1: uh, sound I can absolutely see because of just how prominent sound plays in. I don't think it's going to win, yeah. but I see a nomination definitely. And cinematography, I see that being a threat to win if the movie is being if if it gets a push. I think it needs to win. It needs to win something more than just cinematography. I can see it win something else um but i can see that happening because it's got a lot of critics love and i think for below the line you have s- score sound and cinematography maybe production design maybe production design the house is really is a is almost a character in and of itself they utilize the house really well but that's yeah. really, besides the house and the, the 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 diner not really too much you know
3: um but yeah i mean go through the critics like for well, above the line um it's definitely going to be interesting to see where the acting ones go because there's a possibility we could also get two because um, Jesse Clemens has been popping up a lot in um, the critics as well as Cody. Uh, we about Cody's coming now, out more, that. so I think if anyone gets in supporting um, actors, it's going to be Cody. But there's uh, a good chance we could, Jesse could sneak in there somewhere. I don't know about where you'd find him. Uh, yeah, we we'll
0: talked about that on our on our. God
3: got figured <laughs> that was a
0: big. That was actually a big discussion. Um, because uh, because we were talking about the Belfast Boys, then we then I brought up the the, the dog boys. boys, the dog I, boys. I've got a good laugh. The uh, dog but, boys, but then we got into the serious discussion of uh, it. That and then that brought in a whole other discussion Malcolm, about how there could be multiple films with multiple actors. Nominated in the same category, so that we went that a whole rabbit hole with that.
1: I mean, I will add Jesse Plemons is just a really great actor in general. Like even in the, the movie Jungle Cruise, which I didn't like he personally, he is a fun. He is just fun to watch. Like he was uh he was playing that level of camp perfectly that I think Jared Leto wishes that he was playing in House of Gucci. Yeah, but he plays that level of camp perfectly. Even in like um I'm thinking of ending Things last year on my favorite films. Um, it, it, he is also really good in this really uncomfortable role. Game yeah. night, which is, I think pr- propelled him. I love it. game night. Game he's, it. He's, Fargo. He's, he's
0: great in Fargo. I don't know if you've I, seen all the I haven't seen Fargo,
1: Fargo um, go, but go go I've seen see the movie.
0: Seasons out. He's a lot of, the, a lot of people are
1: give really good performances in the various seasons of Fargo. And he's really good. I believe that. But yeah, no, I, 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 I just think that you're right, Malcolm. You said, I bring up a good point. I, if they love the power of the dog, I think Jesse Plemons. You're not getting Cody Smith McPhee without. Sorry, you're not getting Jesse Plemons without Cody Smith McPhee. I yeah. I I I think Cody, since he's getting a lot of the critical acclaim, is going to bring in Jesse Plemons if they love power of the dog. I think if they love it and they want to give it something, he'll make it in as well. Yeah, and that's Nathan.
0: like all the all the big contenders, right, man? We we were discussing King Richard. It's the same thing. You 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 bring, Daniel said rising tide raises all ships. Yep. And then John Bernthal could slip in. And if everybody loves King Richard so much, then boom, all these guys, all these things get nominated. If everybody loves power of the dog so
3: much, all these things get nominated, you know? Yes. I, I mean, will... uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those ones. I think it, because I, I just went back, um, back to the power of the dog, wiki page. And look, like, there's a lot of critics. who love for power of the dog. Or we're, <laughs> we're, yes. And, um, there,
0: there's a, a you, there's a Malcolm real quick. I want to just say this and let you finish. There is a there is a narrative where Die could actually win, Best Picture, Best yes. Director, and Best at some of these other categories. That that is a thing right now that is going on. It's kind of like under the, under the kind of like the, like that that thing that's kind of like sleeping, sleeping baby that sleeping giant that's just. Do not wake this thing up because it could get up and it could cause this huge. Tomorrow is a big day for a lot of films. It's going to be very fascinating to see what jumps out tomorrow from the two groups. Obviously, Critics' Choice is the one we're going to follow the most because that's something that's going to be bigger. But they also yes. nominate a lot more too. They nominate Agreed. seven people in some of these categories. What were you finish? What you were saying, Malcolm? Sorry.
3: Um. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those ones because just going back through um those critics like just be every critics group has hit Cody Smith McFeeds probably only about one or two that's got Jesse Plemons in there so I think that that's kind of why I think Cody Smith McFeeds the um a really a good chance to get in there Jesse Plemons is going to be if if someone from the other movies and for supporting sort of drops a lot um over this um, award season. Agreed. Um, Because it it could be, like, for whatever reason, like, um, you brought up John Burnfall. I think he's supporting at this um, point. He he could drop completely out, and that could be Jesse Plemons open to um, knock him off the edge and just run to that slot.
1: I think there is a good possibility that you have, like, you're you're you have like three certain supporting actors at this point give or take and then whatever movie they love if they love belfast if they love king richard if they love the power of the dog they're going to bring in that for instance john bernthal is going to come in because they love king richard or you know uh jesse plymouth going to come in because love power of the dog or like you know, jamie doran uh because i think uh um uh siren Kieran, I'm going to get it eventually. Kieran Hines, I think he's going to get a nomination because of the fact he's Kieran Hines and they deserve it. Now, if Jamie Dornan gets in, they really love Belfast. The Belfast boys will both make it. But I think I think you're going to see which movie they really love as it brings into uh, as whatever is brought in. But That's a good point about Jesse Plemons, who is an underrated actor who I really, really enjoy everything he usually does. Um, and tomorrow, yeah. I mean, crit-
0: the Critics' Choice, they like to nominate everybody. So don't take the fact that they're going to nominate everybody as the gospel of what, because if there's seven, you know, only five can get in in some of these categories. So, but I like the idea that if they do nominate seven, it's going to between it's going to be five between those seven. So that's something you could start yes. narrowing it down. Which yeah. is like on my like on my awards ballot for my for my voting for my uh, critics group, I have it. Some of
3: these categories at seven and
2: eight.
0: i oh, wow. 8. You got to narrow that
3: down. I know. Tell me about it. I mean, talking about that, we're actually getting a lot of um foot critics um things coming out tomorrow. So I was just yes. looking at the awards calendar because you've got um Chicago Film Critics, you got the oh. Critics Choice Awards, you got the Golden Globe Awards, Las Vegas, Phoenix, and seven Eastern Film Critics um all oh, coming wow. out tomorrow. <laughs>
1: I think that at the end of the day, Power of the Dog is going to have a really good chance all over. Like, I think it could be the, well, no, scratch that. Dune or West Side Story are going to be the most nominated films because West Side Story has techs and actors. Uh, Not many two techs for Power of the Dog. Dune has techs, but no actors. So it, it depends on kind of like how things shape up. But I see Power of the Dog being one of the most nominated films of the night, personally. And it could have a real, it could be one of those years where we have a split director and picture because I could see this taking director and not picture. Because the direction is so strong yeah. in comparison, because we've now, done that I, a lot recently, and I'm okay with that. Can I ask you something? It's no. It's,
0: it's adapted okay, yes. and original for PTA and Campion, right? They're in different categories.
1: Yes, they are. We might have our winners right there. Yep, I'm telling you right now, we got. That's our not a bad idea. That's actually, uh, you know what? I'm going to put that. I'm going to agree. Yeah, adapted for Power of the Dog. If Campion's not winning, adapted for Power of the Dog, and PTA gets his while he doesn't win director he might get the screenplay and finally get an oscar win so that's a good way to spread the love around
0: yep not a bad idea, and you Dana, give you give you give brana not that i'm saying just give brana but brana pta campion boom they all get oscars on one sh- <laughs> shot
1: right agreed 100 percent agreed that's a whole like it's like a cupid it's like a remember in um uh odysseus i'm not sure the odyssey where he's shooting all those arrows between the axe heads that's kind of what it would be like it's like it can pause it can happen doesn't mean it's likely but it can happen
0: and, and um. they do love i mean very rarely do, they don't like to just reward just one film obviously mm-hmm. malcolm's malcolm's uh doppelganger got a lot of awards one
1: year peter jackson um,
0: and, in your reto, which he shouldn't have gotten three, I, I still stand by that. In your E2 should not have gotten three. Link letter should have gotten one that year. This, 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 don't get me started on this, but link should should gotten... I,
1: I know your feelings on this. Frickin', there's no way in your should have gotten
3: it. Okay, it's
1: okay, Dan. It's okay. It's okay. We got it. It's okay. It's okay. Shh, we got it. It's okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead.
3: I mean, for what it's worth, um, I, I um, I know we just. Off topic now, but just quickly, um, I enjoyed revenant. I thought the, I, well, I didn't enjoy revenant, it's like I said last time. Um, I do think the direction was good, and I think he did serve it that year. So, no, bird yeah. year. bird
0: bird man year is what I'm talking about. He isn't like that. That. <laughs> we better deserve well, one Oscar. Well, day. okay, boys, kidding?
1: boys, boys, okay, okay. We get it. We both have our different camps that day. We will this is this is the power of the dog, not the boyhood yeah, versus yeah, birdman. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I should have gotten <laughs> It's okay. I know your strong feelings regarding Inyari 2's three Oscar wins, which is which is a lot. They don't really do that much anymore. Um it's no. like the last time that was ever done. Um anyway. Uh no wait parasite just kidding parasite screenplay director but people that was a well that's less controversial because I think everyone was cheering for that. Um, anyway, four language film. What parasite? A
0: four language film. Best picture, best director, right? screenplay, and oh, it picture.
1: Four?
0: It got four, and they were all and, and and um, Bong Joon Ho got all. Oh, of Bong Joon Ho got four. Yeah, holy moly! I know, I right? Guess wow. I guess I guess it was the fact that. Everybody loved Parasite so much. They didn't yeah. care how many, how many uh, awards Parasite was going to get. But that year that the Birdman, it was a lot of love for like Boyhood.
1: Oh no, for sure. It was a one-two race basically that entire day. It was an entire time, one-two race. Anyway, that is the Power of the Dog review. We're about almost hitting an hour exactly. So uh, Malcolm, where can the people find you?
3: Um, you can find me over on um, Tafy Productions. Um, we I host Rankin at late night. Um, both those shows are on hiatus till next year. Um, like Rankin will be back. Um, I'm looking at January the ninth before our top 12 movies of 2021. Oh, I'll have And you can find me over on Full Metal. Once again, all my stuff on Full Metal is on hiatus till next year. <laughs> so Taking a break. You can find Respect me over that. there next year. <laughs>
2: And
1: Dan, where can they find you? You can
0: find me, uh, all my written stuff at DisappointmentMedia.com where I do all kinds of reviews of all kinds of different things, mostly new movies that are coming out in theaters, sometimes retrospectives, sometimes TV shows, anniversaries. I do some anniversaries. But also when I'm not writing for DisappointmentMedia.com, I write on my personal blog called FromTheFourthRow.WordPress.com. And my name, Dan Skip Allen, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest.
1: And you can find me at Twitter at Cine underscore man. That's C-I-N-E underscore M-A-N-N, as well as on WFMY News 2, where I do once, uh, you know, once a week, every other week, where I provide a review for y'all. This week is West Side Story. Um, hopefully this comes up before this comes out. We won't know. We'll see. I'm editing it tonight. We will find out. Uh, And of course, you can find this podcast here for our contender reviews uh, at least once a week. We try to. We try. Uh, It doesn't always work because schedules are hectic, but I think we found a schedule for these reviews. So we're going to try that out and see what that happens. But this has been The Power of the Dog. Um, And thank you guys all for coming on this journey with us to the faraway mountains, um, wherever the dog may roam.